Amen. I've got a couple of announcements that I want to share with you this morning before I get into the message. Uh, if you'll go to our website at res, R-E-Z-L-I-F-E, the number four, the letter U, dot com, you will be able to see just about everything that goes on here. You'll be able to obviously access uh, the live stream, uh, access the videos, the sermons, but you'll also be able to access the um, bulletin. And uh, you can have that downloaded right, uh, to your, right to your home and printed out so you can know all the things that are going on. Now, if you're not currently receiving an email from us as it relates to the bulletin, or you're not receiving the recorded messages that I send out regularly to all of the congregation, I think it's about 220 some odd people that are on the list, but if you're not receiving those, I sent out one, by the way, this morning, I don't know, 8.30, 8.45, something like that. If you're not receiving either the bulletin or... Uh, a link uh, or the phone call, then I want you to go to the website. There's literally a place under the bulletin where it says, if you're not receiving this, click here. If you're not receiving the phone calls that I send out, click here, and your name can be added to that, and you can also receive those calls. Amen? And so I want to give you the opportunity to do that. I want to also remind you about uh, every morning, I think it's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, Friday morning and Saturday morning is the 714 devotions. Steve and Deanna Zucker have been just doing a tremendous job with that every morning. I love watching their videos. Uh, They're such a fantastic couple together, just an amazing tandem, an amazing duo, an amazing team. And they are just excited to have the opportunity to minister to you and all of us, and and myself as well, uh, all the, on those mornings, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday morning, you ought to be able to uh, click on there and be able to watch their video. And so want to remind you of that. Don't miss out on it. Now you might say, well, I, I can't do it in the morning. That's okay. Do it later on. Do it. Uh, sometimes I do it late in the evening. But uh, no matter what, I try to get there every day to watch that video. I want to remind you as well about our midweek service every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Right now we're live streaming that service, and I've been bringing some straight up, (laughs) straight up, I'll just say it, bold information to you uh, on Wednesday night, and I'm going to continue to do that because I believe the Lord has instructed me to do everything that I can through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not by my power, it's not by my might, but it's by the Spirit of God to prepare you for the Lord's coming, whatever that may look like. So Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, live stream with me. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of seeing the building empty. I'm looking forward to coming back, amen, Amen. and having everybody show up for church. And so Wednesday night, I made this request of you. Uh, I ask you that if you tested positive for coronavirus that you call me and let me know. Now, why would I need to know that? Not so that, number one, your your name, your information is confidential. I'm not going to get online and, well, so-and-so's got it and -and so-and-so's got it. No, 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 no. Listen, it is part of my responsibility as a pastor to not only lead the people of God and feed the people of God through the Word, but to also guard the flock of God to protect you and keep you safe. Diane and I have learned that this coronavirus thing is a, the real 
deal. It is not a hoax. It is life-threatening to many, not to all. Some, in fact, will never feel a, 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 a symptom whatsoever and not get sick at all. And I've also heard it said, everybody's going to get coronavirus sooner or later. Well, that's how it goes with every cold, doesn't it? With every flu. That's true. But we know that this specific, this specific pandemic is a killer to the vulnerable, to those with a weak immune system. And it is my responsibility as a pastor to make sure that anyone who comes to this church is guarded and protected from that. Here's the interesting tension and balance. We also recognize that coming to church is like stepping up to the fountain of health because it's through Jesus Christ that we receive our healing. Amen? So I don't want the church empty. So there's that fine tension between I don't want the church empty, but I want to protect every single person that comes into this house. Why is it important then for you to kind of report to me? Because as of right now, we have, now we've had, I think, 11 uh, reported cases of exposure and or positive test for coronavirus. We have not seen another one or heard about another one since. And so that's what I'm looking for is that pause, that time period where, okay, that one's over. It's been two weeks. We can now come back together. But you know what? If there's another... If there's another uh, uh, um, burst, if you will, of positive test, listen, we're going to continue. We can have church just like this, amen? We're not shut down. The power and the presence of God is here in this place right now, and I know that it's coming to you right over the airwaves, but there's nothing like coming together in the house of God. So I am, I am jonesing to get everybody back in here. And to have church again, amen? And so uh, please, let me know. If you've been sick with coronavirus, let me know so I can begin to keep a track on. The trend is it's not happening. The trend is there's more people that's got it. I need to wait a little bit longer. And I'm okay with that because I'm still under the philosophy that it's easier to play catch-up than to play clean-up. What do I mean by that? I'd rather come back late than to see another person from this congregation die. You might say, what? Somebody died? Yeah. Yeah, we lost mom. Now, she was elderly, 84 years old. She had some health issues already. Of course, she was part of the vulnerable. But it is a killer. I've seen it firsthand. Now, listen, I'm not in fear, y'all. I believe in the victory in Jesus. Amen. I believe in walking in faith, not in fear. I believe in walking and kneeling in prayer, not in panic. And I believe in lifting my hands in worship and not in worry. Can I get a witness from somebody? But I also recognize this is the real deal. So please, do your part, your due diligence, and, and call me and let me know. Pastor, I tested positive. Now, I don't want to hear another positive test. That's what I'm believing for. Uh, but I want you to call me if you get one. I shouldn't say, I can't tell you to call me and let me know and then say, I don't want to hear it. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to see another positive test, but I need to know to protect the flock of God. So help me, help me pastor this situation. If I don't hear about it right now, I've not heard anything, and I'm looking about the possibility of coming back to in-house services by November 1st. That's my plan. 
Now, obviously, that could change based on another illness within our church. But let's stand together in faith and believe with all of our hearts that because of the blood of Jesus, because of the name of Jesus, that we have victory in Jesus, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So if you'll help me out with that, we'll do our best to have church, whether here in the house, have church, whether on live stream or to uh, get everybody back in here and just do what we need to do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to deliver a message to you this morning. And kids, by the way, I'm sorry that we don't have uh, a children's video together. We've pretty much shut down the facility in many respects due to obviously some positive COVID responses within our congregation. And so I apologize for that, but uh, we'll, we'll be getting some more. I want to deliver a message to you today entitled, God is my portion. Say that with me. Say, God is my portion. Now, I suppose there are many things in life that you and I can become dependent on. Uh, you can be dependent maybe on your family. But don't you know there are times that even family will let you down, right? You can be dependent on your job. <laughs> That's almost laughable sometimes because jobs come and go. You can be dependent upon your church and or your pastor. And though you may hold out for a while and you may some may even hold on for a lifetime, there will be times when your church will let you down, and unfortunately, even I will let you down. And nothing breaks my heart worse than to let people down. But it happens. So you got to think about the things that you can be dependent on. All the things that I just mentioned and so many more that I didn't highlight can at times be nothing more <coughs> excuse me, than fleeting sand or a puff of wind. It's just a mist. It's here today and gone tomorrow. There's only one thing in life, only one thing that no matter what happens in life that you and I can count on no matter what. There's only one that you and I can be dependent upon and will never, ever, never, ever, ever, never let us down. There's only one who will never leave you. There's only one who will never abandon you. There's only one that will never forsake you. And of course, that one is God himself. He is our portion. If you have your Bibles with you, and I pray you do, I'm going to ask you to turn your Bible to Psalm 142. I want to read Psalm 142, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. So go ahead and open up your Bible. I heard one of our praise team members in the back just say, I love the word. If you're right there in your home, you got it to that passage of Scripture, go ahead and say it anyway, even though I can't hear it. All right, here we go. Psalm 142, starting with verse 1. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. Did you hear that? 
When, when you are overwhelmed inside, God knows what you're going through. He knows every part of it, every step. In, it says, let me read that again, verse 3. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path in the way I, where I walk. They have hidden a trap for me, looking to the right, excuse me, look to the right and see, for there's no one who regards me. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt like that everybody's against you? Have you ever felt like that no matter what you do, the cards just will not fall right for you? I think we've all been there. It says, there is no escape for me. Have you ever felt trapped in life like there was no way to turn? You're, be you're between a rock and a hard place, and you just don't know what way out. No one cares for my soul, it says. I want to read verse 4 again. Look to the right and see, for there is no one who regards me. There is no escape for me. No one cares for my soul. But look here in verse 5. I cried out to the Lord. I cried out to you, O Lord, and I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Now, isn't it interesting here, we see this psalm of David where he's saying, I can't find help anywhere. I can't, I can't seem to win. I, I can't win for losing, no matter what's going on. But I'm going to proclaim that the Lord is my refuge. He is my safe place. He is my help. He is my portion in this life. And that's really the crux of my message to you today. When there is no help. When you see yourself surrounded with trouble, when you see yourself surrounded with unrest, chaos, maybe even danger, when you look all around and there seems like there's no one at all who's on your side, there's no one at all that's going to help you, then you ought to still be able to say, God, you are my refuge. You are my only hope. You are the one that I can depend upon. I can go nowhere else but you. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to be in a situation, <coughs> excuse me, to be in a situation where I find that uh, I've, I've, I've let it go that far, where now I'm belly up, if you, will, if you will, and the only way I can look is up. No, we don't want to go down that far. We ought to always be in a position to recognize God is our refuge. God is the only source of true help. God is the only source of true joy. God is the only source of true peace in our life. And to go to him on an everyday basis, not just an I, I'm in trouble and nobody's with me basis, but an everyday basis. Can you say amen? So what is that about? That's, being, that's about being so connected so engaged to God that even in the most disastrous circumstances, even in the most troubling times, you can say, I'm going to put my trust in God. Psalm chapter 20 verse 7 says, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of our, the Lord our God. Can you say amen? So in other words, some trust in the mechanisms some trust in stuff, some trust in people, some trust in entities. But maybe we ought to say, no, 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 I can't put my trust in all that other stuff because somewhere along the line, that other stuff's going to disappoint me, whether it's their fault or whether it's my fault, and it's going to let me down, but not my God. So I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord my God. Can you say amen? So you can prepare 
for the collapse of society all you want, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being ready for trouble in life, to be prepared. You can dig bunkers, stock food, stock water, buy guns, get ammo, all that stuff, do all the things that you think can get you through a disaster. Again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong uh, innately with any of that stuff, but I tell you what, don't put your trust there. Don't put your trust there. Friends, those things are not the things that you're supposed to trust in. You're supposed to trust in the Lord your God. You're supposed to trust in His name. Can I get a witness from somebody today? Psalm chapter 31, verse 14 says, But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. And I say that you are my God. Now, I decided this week that in this message... I haven't done this for a while where I've kind of interlaced music as a part of as a part of the message. And I want to do that today. I'm going to be doing a couple of songs. The band's going to do one with me here in a few minutes. But think about that in Psalm 31, verse 14, where it says, But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. And I say, you are my God. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know. Thus saith the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him all and all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace, to trust him more. More grace to trust you, Lord. And I'm so glad I learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that he is with me. Listen to this. And will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I proved him all and all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Amen. Praise God. 
Oh, for grace to trust him more. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need the grace of God to be able to trust God more. Think about that for a minute. So you may be experiencing many distresses from within and from without. Doesn't matter where it may be coming from, but I'm letting you know today, I'm proclaiming today that you can find your help in the refuge of God, in his arms. He's not ignorant to the trouble that you may be facing. He knows about it. In our darkest and most troubling times, God is well acquainted with the whole extent of whatever trouble you may be in. He knows. There's not a part of it, as the psalmist says, look to the right, to the left. I can't find anybody on my side, so to speak. Can I help you? God is on your side. God is for you. Psalm 142, verse 3 says, When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path. When I was overwhelmed from the inside out, God, you knew what I was going through. You know what I'm going through. You are related to, in every way, shape, or manner, every pain that I have because you went through the pain as well. You went through the suffering as well. So I want you to know today that God knows the trouble that you're going through. He knows what you're going through. You are not alone. He's not turned his ears away. He's not diverted his eyes from you. He's going to help you right in the midst of your trouble if you will put your trust in him. And maybe there are times like the song said, Lord, oh, for grace to trust you more. So if you find your truster not working the way your truster ought to work, then you ought to be on your face before the Lord and say, Lord, my truster is broken. I need help. I need grace to trust you more, Lord. I need you to help me through this because I want you to know that he is your help in times of trouble. No matter what you may be facing, no matter how dark or how bleak the outlook may be, he's always near, he's always sufficient, he's always enough. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Listen now, a very present help in time of trouble. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Amen. He's not only your help, but he's your comfort in times of trouble as well, even in the very thick of things. And I know there's some of us out, right, out there right now, we feel like we're in the very thick of things. I'm reminded even of my bride, Diana, she was cleaning out mom's closet and drawers yesterday. And she was in the very thick of things. And she didn't experience a lot of comfort in those moments. But I want you to know that he is your comfort in times of trouble. When the trial and the fire of trial seems the hottest, God's the one that can bring you relief if you'll look to him. He can bring you peace if you will look to him, if you will run to him. He's your portion. He's your refuge. He's your help in times of trouble. John 14, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give, but let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh, for grace to trust you more, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So not only is he your help 
and he your comfort, but I want you to know that he is your deliverance in times of trouble. Can I get an amen? It may be dark right now, but I want you to know that the, that the dawn is coming, a brighter day is coming. Today, in fact, is the day of victory. I'm feeling a little bit more, a little bit of that dawn and that brightness today, amen. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So there may be conflict, and there may be strife now, there may be sadness now, there may be grief now, there may be trouble now, but I want you to know, and I have it on pretty good authority, and I declare to you today that victory is certain. Victory is yours, saith the Lord. Can you say amen? 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't know if I was going to sing this song or not, but I think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to do it. I think I better just go over here to this sheet. Well, I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How He gave His life on Calvary to save a wretch like me and I heard about his groan of his precious blood atoning and I repented of my sins and won the victory sing it with me now oh victory in Jesus my And he bought me with his redeeming blood. Oh, he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. Let's sing it again. Oh, victory. Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Oh, he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. me, Lord. Victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. Victory is mine. I claim victory in Jesus. Praise God. Give the Lord another praise in the house of God. Hallelujah. I had that song ready. I didn't know if I was going to do it or not, but I just felt the urge. Amen. Praise God. The Bible teaches us in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 24. It says, The Lord is my portion 
says my soul. Did you hear that? The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. That's talking to yourself real deep. If the praise team will go ahead and come on up, we're going to get ready to do this next song. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. How about Psalm 16, 5, where it says, You are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. You maintain my path. Now, there may be times, friends, when when we cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like it's nothing but dark. And we may be wondering and asking, why, God, aren't you showing up? God, why aren't you there? Why aren't you coming through like I thought you ought to? But I want to proclaim to you today, and I want to declare to you today that God is your portion when you don't have enough. He is your portion when you don't feel like you're enough. He is your portion when you're ready to scream, enough is enough. Can somebody say, the Lord is my portion? Amen. Psalm 73, verse 26 says, God is my portion forever. God is my portion forever. Hallelujah. This is an older song. It's not as old as the last two, <laughs> as the last two I just sang. But this is, uh, this is actually uh, my bride's favorite song. Uh, and it's, it's by one of my favorite artists uh, and worshipers, Daryl Evans. And I said to Diane yesterday, I'm going to do your favorite song tomorrow. She said, you're going to do, you are my portion. She knew right away what it was, right away. And so I don't know if you guys, you guys get the lyrics that you're going to put up there as well? Oh, that's awesome. They're doing such a great job. And so I want us to do this song together, You Are My Portion. Take into consideration everything that I've said so far in this service today and in this sermon. Think about the fact that the Lord spoke to us and, and said, Today is the day of victory for my people. If they'll have it, if they'll take it, if they'll receive it. Will you receive it this morning? Hallelujah. Clothe me in your righteousness. 
Hallelujah. You're the portion. You're my portion. You're my portion. God is your portion. God is your portion. When you don't have enough, He's your portion. When you don't feel like you're enough, mm. somebody needed that word right there. God is your portion when you want to scream, enough is enough. God is your portion forever. Oh, thank you. Just lift your hands up in the air. Come on. Just let him know you're my portion. Oh, yes, Jesus. Cover us with your peace, Lord. You're our refuge. You're an ever-present help in time of trouble, Lord. You're my portion, Lord. You're my rock, God. You're my fortress, Lord. Give you praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're out there today and you're watching this live stream, whether it's currently right now or whether it's later on, I want you to know that the Lord is for you. He is not against you. I know that there's been some who's been saying, why hasn't God come through for me? Why isn't God showing up on the scene? Why isn't God speaking to me? Why do I feel so empty? Why do I feel so dry? I want you to know that He is your portion. Your hope can be found in Him. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Can you say amen? If you can receive that and believe it this morning, would you give the Lord a praise? Amen. Hallelujah. It has been my great honor and my great privilege to bring you the Word of God today. I'm going to be praying for you all during the week. We have a group of people that are praying every day to save our nation. There's only a, just a couple weeks left before the election. We don't know what things are going to look like. The, uh, a lot of people are running scared, especially as what relates to uh, November 3rd or the 4th or the 5th or thereafter all the way into the first of the year. We do not have to respond in fear, everybody, because we, can, we know who to have our faith in. Can you say amen? We don't have to panic. No, 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 you don't have to panic. You just pray. You just fall on your face and pray. Put your hope in Him. Let Him be your refuge. And you don't need to worry. He said, I give you my peace. You don't have to worry. He says, I leave you with my peace, the Lord says. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be troubled. You don't have to worry because you know in whom you worship. And so let's, let's really rally together. We may be separated. You may be in your home or your job, and we're not together here in this building today, but we're connected. And let's pray together for our president. Let's pray together for the candidates. Let's pray together for, for every voting poll that's kind of, you know, that there not be unrest, there not be violence, there not be trouble. Let's pray for the peace of God. Can you say amen? In fact, I'm going to let you know one of the things I said to my wife yesterday. I'm going to pray it right now. I said, I, I, I believe with all my heart that President Trump's going to win by such a landslide that Joe Biden will have nothing to do but concede. <laughs> 
Can I get a witness? Let's pray that it's not so close that they carry this on for weeks and weeks and months and months of unrest, but that it's so clear and so concise that there's absolutely no question. I believe that we have an opportunity for a reprieve in our land. What does it say? If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then will I forgive their sins, and then will I heal their land. Or, as one translation says, then I will restore health to their land. Amen? Listen, I love you. I call you blessed. Keep your nose in the book. Keep your knees bent to heaven and stay connected to the body of Christ. I call you blessed. Have a great day.